Welcome to Burn This Record, episode four? Four, I think. We are quattro in. Here we are. With uh, more fake Spanish uh, from <laughs> from me. So he- here's something that's true, Jeff. Okay. Uh, we should introduce ourselves. Yeah, my name's Jeff Allen. <laughs> and I'm Brando Hall. And uh, yeah, so speaking of fake Spanish, my sister... Whenever she goes to Mexican restaurants, uh, which isn't now because of coronavirus. Right. But when she does, she will order things in a Spanish accent. No. Yes. So if she's ordering, for example, if she orders tamales, uh-huh. she'll go, um, yes, I would like the tamales. And then she like does an accent. Yeah. And I'm like, every time I hear it, I'm like, you're racist. <laughs> and I, I said it to her. And she was like, I was like, say the word burrito yeah and she's like burritos and i'm like you gotta stop doing that and she's like no i'm saying it right and that that's her real voice my sister Brittany talks like that <laughs> and she's a year and nine days older okay we're uh-huh. irish twins and she yeah anytime so like any word anything that you could order castle like she'll she'll do a weird accent and i'm always like Brittany, they're going to hit you is she married to someone who is Lat, lat Latino? No. Okay. Her husband's name's Dustin, and he's <laughs> very white. There's nothing wrong with that name, but it is not Latino. No. Um, but Latinx. anyway, she, yeah, so she is... Uh, Why does she do that? I don't know. I guess she thinks it's more accurate or proper. I mean, I try to say the things correctly. Like When I, I go to Fazoli's. I'm not like, I'll have a tortilla. <laughs> when I go to when I go to Fazoli's, I don't order spaghetti. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure if that's an Italian accent or a lasagna. Yeah, yeah. And I hold my just three fingers up, you know? Um, this, Chef's kiss. Yes. <laughs> this is off to a train wreck. Yep. Um, but uh, we're glad that you're here. Hopefully, uh, you've listened to our prior episodes. If not, they're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. You're listening to this one. Presume, hopefully, someone's listening to this yeah, one. Yeah, hopefully. And, uh, Probably our friend Dallas. That's right. Either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or if you live in 2002, Google Podcasts. <laughs> um, because if you own an Android phone, we should we should die on this hill. Okay. If you don't own an iPhone past 2016, you suck. <laughs> You're not a good person. Because I hate being on text threads with people oh that God. don't have an iPhone. Yeah. Because everything sends dumb. When you do the tech, uh, the tap backs. Have oh, you ever yeah. done that? No, I don't know what that is. The tap back. It's it's whenever you click on the thing and then the emojis pop up. Oh and you yeah. Can just hit those real quick. And it said, if you're in, if you're in there with an Android user, it says so and so and so loved this, yes. loved an image. I'm so, like, oh, that's stupid. My brother-in-law, I love him. He's one of the best people I know, but he has an Android. And so anytime he sends me a video, it's the size of a postage stamp, and it's the quality of potato. <laughs> like it just looks like trash. Or it comes in a link. I hate yeah. that. So Ugh. if you're an Android user, we we still want you to listen, but we want you to feel guilty. Yes. About the choices you've made. Yeah, I, I can feel free to say that as a man with diabetes. <laughs> uh, second time that's come up, uh, maybe I have a hang up. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Today we are here to break down two records. Last yes. week we broke down, what were the two records we broke down last week, Jeff? The Always Open Mouth by Fear Before the March, Fear of, Flames, Before the March of Flames, which you said was, uh, I burned it. Yeah. It was trash. You were wrong. And Terrible. then I 
uh, gave my opinion on There's something some, uh, something right home about. Yeah, someone's in the house <laughs> by the, the Get, Get Up, Up Kids. Kids. Uh, great band name though. I'll, yeah, I'll give them that. Cool. It was a good record. I loved it. Yeah. So today <coughs> we are going to break down your record first. Yeah. And you want to go ahead and talk to me about what record you chose for me mm-hmm. and how you got to love that record. Sure. So I chose uh, Tegan and Sarah's Heartthrob. And I first heard about Tegan and Sarah actually through my favorite, maybe my favorite band of all time, Alkaline Trio. Okay. Uh, there's a great video of either Tegan or Sarah singing with Alkaline Trio. Um, you'll have to look it up later. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. And so I'm like, oh, cool. Who's this? And then I found the song that I think most people know, Walking with the Ghost. I think that's what it's called. Great song. It is a great song. And so then I started checking them out, and I saw they had a new record coming out, and I listened to the single, really dug it. And then I really loved the record, which to me – and we'll get into this, but sounded a lot different than anything else they had ever released until that point. Okay. So that's how I got into them. I, I just, I don't think I had ever liked anything like this record before. Okay. And it was my introduction into what maybe you'd call it like <sighs> synth pop or something. So anyway, let's move right along. That sets the stage. So Jeff, what do you think I thought about this record? I think you're going to, I don't think you liked it. So let's, (laughs) I, my only introduction to Tegan and Sarah was the walking with a ghost video. Mm -hmm. And I saw that on MTV before school one day and thought, these are the hottest girls I've ever seen. Cause a they're singing B they have asymmetrical short haircuts, (laughs) which that was my jam and still is. I love short haircuts on women. Yeah. Um, and I thought this is a dope indie song. Yeah. So I thought good songwriters, very attractive. I'm in love with both of them. (laughs) I would approach both of them at a bar and say, I don't care which one of you, but will one of you please love me (laughs) (laughs) because my parents don't and I need it. No. Um, so I had a crush on Tegan and Sarah later would find out that I would never have a chance with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are not interested in me yeah. <laughs> or men. That's right. Uh, so they're both heavily these guys. Oh my gosh, dude. Do you see the size of that horse fly? Oh my gosh. I just got bit by a fly the size of a cat. <laughs> uh, and I don't know how it got in here. I don't either. I've seen a couple. Ryan, Ryan had to kill one yesterday. Yeah. It's not afraid of me. It's, it's actually, it's coming after me. <laughs> Um, oh, oh! Your head. okay, let's pause this. <laughs> okay, and we are back, Jeff. Yes, I got it. You killed it. It's dead. It's dead. We killed a horse fly today. Yeah, for all of you out there that don't like the fact that people kill spiders or bugs, you're dumb <laughs> and they need to die. So, anyway, gosh, that was huge. Um, I know. So, back to Tegan and Sarah. Mm hmm. So, yeah, again, they're huge proponents of the LGBTQ movement and Black Lives Matter and tons of different uh, human ethics stuff. So I love all of that about them. What I don't like about them is this record. (laughs) And let's talk about why. All right. Okay. So I love female fronted pop music. You know this about me. Carly Rae Jepsen, Taylor Swift, even Phoebe Bridgers, Miley Cyrus. I just don't know what's going on 
with Tegan and Sarah on this record. It's such a departure uh-huh. from Walking with the Ghost. <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and tell you my rating <laughs> and then tell you why. I'm going to burn this record. <laughs> oh, come on. I know. I it's 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 not well, I'm I'm going to burn it for me. Okay. Um well, that's we have a rating for that. Not for me. Yeah. But it's my opinion. Okay. <clears throat> This is a little stronger than not for me. Okay. Because this is a little offensive, and I want to talk about why. Offensive. That's right. Here okay. we go. All right. So musically, this album bops. Okay? The, the instrumentals, the arrangements, really good. The problem here are the vocals, the melodies, the lyrics. Lyrics don't matter, but gosh, are they terrible here. But most importantly, the performances. I just didn't think we're good at all. Um, Killing me. I know. I think the both Tegan and Sarah, because then I went back and listened to Walking with the Ghost, and I was just like, what happened? So if you're listening out there and you agree with me already, good. You're right. you got a great taste. <laughs> Incorrect. Um, and if you disagree, let me tell you why. So let's. I'm going to break down a few tracks. So on the song Closer, it's the opener of the record. And it might be one of my least favorite songs on the record. Uh, Musically, it's an 80s throwback vibe. They do this thing at the end of the hook where they go up with their voices during the verse. And it it's so bad. It's like this album could have been great. Maybe if someone else wrote lyrics and someone else sang it. Um, But the voices are not annoy the fire out of me. Music's fine. Love the drums and the synths. But vocally. It makes me want to throw a toaster into a public pool, like with full of children with big hopes and dreams that just they get they're dead. You're so wrong. A little closer. All I want to get is. Oh, it's so bad. A little bit closer. Oh, I think it's cool. It's great songwriting if you're 13 and love Hello Kitty. Oh, my. Um, It's just not good. And it's like all the lyrics are like seriously out of the Trapper Keeper. Of a 12 or 13 year old person. <laughs> um, that being said, so the opening track of the record said everything terrible for me. The next song, Goodbye, Goodbye, is the best song on the record. It's great. Um, it has such dumb lyrics, <laughs> but the melody is so much better. But I think one of the common things they do on this record is they sing in weird registers. Like, I, I wish they would have raised the key. Because the key they sing in doesn't seem right for their voices. Um, that's just me. I think the chorus is an absolute bop on this song. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the verses, there's this little like stupid car horn sound. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so if you if you listen to the verse of this song, there's this little like that happens. It's like doom 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 and it it drives me insane. Um, Goodbye. But all the sins in this song are covered by the mighty blood of the chorus because it's 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 dope and it's them singing how I wish they sang the whole record. Mm-hmm. But they sing low, lower than I think they should. Um, I think both Tegan and Sarah are emotional children. I did find out, uh, Jeff. Did you know that one of them wrote lyrics in high school and then they put a record out with those lyrics? Really? This record? I don't know if it was this okay. one, yeah. but it's one of them. And it's like, they're like, oh, it's such an artistic. No, it's not. I would never want anybody to hear <laughs> the stuff I wrote because it was all like self-important yeah. poetry because I was trying to be Aaron Weiss. And uh, if you know about that band, then you're smart. Um, 
yeah. I think uh, I think they write great melodies. I think their arrangements are fire. It's one of the things they're best at. But you could find better and more mature lyrics on a Mason Ramsey record. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the yodeling kid in Walmart. No. Uh, but again, we will both agree that lyrics don't matter. And I'm going to read you some of their lyrics in just a minute. Oh, my God. Now, the song I'm Not Your Hero sounds like a bad version of Viva La Vida by Coldplay. And it has almost the same melody, but it's also like Jeff and I both do video production. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in video production, you have to look for a music bed, which is just the music that plays under the video. This song sounds like bad version of something you get off Soundstripe or Audio Jungle, like bad stock music. You're killing them. Or bad worship music. Um, and you and I, we know bad worship music. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, there was just nothing stand out about a lot of these tracks. Um, however, I do think most of the time the arrangements are good. The hooks are fine. But something feels inauthentic and try-hardy to me. Do you pick up on any of that at all? No, I don't. I'm Not Your Hero, by the way, is one of my favorite songs on that record. You'd uh, love Coldplay's Viva La Vida. No, I hate that song. No, how dare you? I, I don't. I don't like Coldplay much. Is Coldplay uh, a better band than Tegan and Sue? No. You're wrong. Okay. So the next <laughs> the next song I want to talk about is Drive Me Wild. Drove Me Wild. Again, dumb lyrics that, <sighs> that make Rebecca Black oh, give me look like Shakespeare. That song is awesome. What's awesome about it? The whole thing. Okay, lyrically, <laughs> I don't even really know what it says. But the whole... I love... Uh, let me see. I, I didn't list, re-listen to this one. Yeah. Which one are we talking about again? This uh, is the one that sounds me, like a bad The Killer song. Drove me. The Killers are great. The Killers drove are great. I agree. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Again, this song would be a you banger. You put the brakes on us. I love that. This, this song would be a banger if it was in a better key. But because where they're singing, A, I don't believe them. B, it's passionless. I don't know. It just comes across weird to me. And it, it, it's... It's way before the whole like shoegaze thing was popular or like uh, alternative uh, pop music where the vocals are purposefully done lazily. It, it didn't. It sounded like an accident. Um, but again, I think the vocal performances are the main problem. OK, maybe the worst. The other worst song on the record is a song called How Come You Don't Want Me? <laughs> Jeff, how come you don't want me? Sounds like a bad Taylor Swift song. And again, I'm a huge T-Swizzle fan, 1989. Her best project, me and Jeff agree. Um, no. And her newest record's really good. The newest record's the best. Um, lyrics might be the worst on the record, so I'm going to I'm gonna read them to you dramatically. Did you happen to read who else wrote this song? No, who? You didn't? No. Jack Antonoff. Of course. This is the only song he touched on this Are record. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to, <laughs> to crap all over this. Okay. I'm going to read these dramatically for, for you. Here we go. I see you by my house walking with a different girl. I, I see you by my house talking with a different girl. She's got nothing to show you. She's got nothing to hold you down you're killing me to walk away (laughs) now you tell me that doesn't sound like some kind of lisa frank uh or a lyric out of a lisa frank uh notebook 
Well, it might have literally been, but... Uh. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, but we all know that lyrics don't matter, right, Brando? No. It's it's true. Lyrics don't matter, right. I disagree. But still, I think that uh, lyrically, you have to sometimes have to fit fit them in the adolescent mode that you're <laughs> <out here>. right <laughs> no it's just like you, it's like a song and a melody is a puzzle and sometimes you have to put you repeat things like they did in that one i don't think there's anything wrong with that i see you by my house walking with a different girl i see you by my house talking with the different girl talking and walking are the only words that are different and they rhyme <laughs> terrible love they say sounds like a bad worship song again um and when I say bad worship song, I mean melodramatic, using the minor six chord to get the tears. Um, it's just not a good song. And I am baffled and confused because this album could have been really special. I think they were trying this album to go. is very special. I think they were trying to go pop. And I think they were trying to. Um, they were trying to break out of the indie darling status that they had to go full on T swizzle and it didn't work at the end of the day, them going more full on pop just doesn't work for me. Okay. I need more interesting indie rock from them. Uh, the song I'm all messed up is the most interesting song and it's left of pop and works. It's the best. It's the second best song on the record. And it's it's what makes them special because there is something very special about Tegan and Sarah. I also went back and listened to some of their other albums, uh -huh. and I like them way more. Uh -huh. This is my least favorite Tegan and Sarah album. I would burn this record in if I'm blessed with 30 more years on this earth. My hope is that I never hear one of these songs ever again. <laughs> And I know that because we're friends, I'm going to have to hear it. I'm going to play it nonstop. I know you are. Until just like you stop coming into work. <laughs> <laughs> Your hope is that I quit. I'm going to have you quit. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's left of pop works best for their vocals and the style. All in all, I just didn't believe. I didn't believe them. I, it felt inauthentic. It felt childish, but not like you're too old to be writing childish stuff because they're both like 39 or 40 now. No. And this, no, they are. And this album came out what? 2013. 13. So they would have been. So they are 39. So they would have been 20. Don't ask me to do math. I'm not either. Like 27. That's too old to be writing this baby stuff. Okay. You're not, you're not baby spice. Um, so yeah, I would burn this record. I think if you like pop music and you are a casual listener, you will like this record. A lot of casual listeners, if you're a fan of production, you'll like this record. It's cool. And given the time when it came out, they were doing some cool stuff production-wise. But the songs aren't there, the melodies aren't there, and it just doesn't work for me. The melodies are part of my favorite thing about this record. So how dare you? Maybe, and I'll say this, maybe the melodies would have been good if they sang in proper keys. <laughs> but because they sang low. Have you ever listened to Robin? Do you like Robin? No. Okay, so I like Robin. I would say that this would be on like a compilation with Robin. Yeah, I think Robin's production is baffling. <laughs> to be as popular as she is. Didn't she do that song? I'm in the corner. Yes, that song's awesome. It's terrible. It uh, was so much better when it was covered by someone else. It was cool when it was covered by someone else. It's yeah. awesome by her. Yeah, okay. I love that song. So, you're wrong. Go. I'm not wrong. I'm the mayor of Wrightville, and you live in Wrongtown. 
Let's move on. <laughs> okay, so. So what record did you pick for me, and how did you get into this record? So, I, okay. I'm mad at you now. <laughs> Number one, you are not allowed to not like or to be harsher on what I'm gonna I eat. Chose. I'm going to eat your candy that you left okay, here. Okay, they're terrible. So, also, they have these candies called nips. Okay? <laughs> We're going to talk about it for a what second. What a hilarious name. It is. What a terrible... Like, whoever's in charge of their PR... <laughs> Should have been like when they're when they like, hey, we're, uh, we're we're thinking about calling it nips. The guy should have been like, no, absolutely not. Um, Whoever it was it had to be over 40. And it's NIPS. Yeah. And it's full on nips. Yeah. Chocolate parfait is the flavor that I got. And they're basically like hard caramels. It's like Werther's Originals. It, it kind of. But, but Werther's Originals are for old people. When you turn 62, it automatically shows up in all of your pockets. <laughs> Um, but these nips, they're terrible. They're chocolate, like soft center, mm-hmm. but you take one even slightly harder than, uh, letting it melt away in your mouth and it attaches itself to your teeth. Like in the movie alien, it's pulling out yeah. everything. If you have fillings, they're gone. Thank you. Nips. <laughs> and I have a tooth that hurts after mm. I, I had them anyway. Wow. We're not here to talk about you the tr- candy nips. <laughs> We're here to talk about Frank Ocean yes. and the album Blonde. Now, this is my favorite record of all time. Um, it changes. In the past few years, I've had multiple favorite records of all times. Um, and But this one has been there for a few years now as my favorite record. Um, Blonde, so I came, I didn't hear about Frank Ocean when Frank Ocean first came out. I'm a late to the game guy. Mm -hmm. I actually saw a meme video on like vine where this guy's singing a potato flew around my room. And it's just a potato attached to a ceiling fan while he's singing it. (laughs) And I was like, what is that song? I think I've heard that before. And then I heard the song thinking about you off nostalgia ultra. Now nostalgia ultra was a mixtape first album, whatever you want to call it. um, That came out before blonde and it's, incredible i highly recommend people listen to that record but that sent me down a rabbit hole and then i started i got blonde and fell in love i think that frank ocean is a genius i think he is one of if not the most important artist of our generation like as long as i've been alive frank ocean makes music that i think is pushing boundaries which doesn't happen anymore and yeah, there's just no one artistically that can touch Frank Ocean, in my opinion. Now, I know. So I'm going to tell you what I think you'll think first. Yeah. I don't think you like this record, but I don't think you'll burn it. I think you think this record is not for you. Now, hold on. And you're wrong. And I love you. And I'm so nervous. So I'm stalling <laughs> because I'm afraid of what you're going to say. About Frank. Okay, Jeff, tell me. Your experience. All right. My first experience was figuring out how the hell to spell this record because it's blonde, B-L-O-N-D. <sighs> That's right. And then on the artwork, it's B-L-O-N-D. That's right. No E on the end. That's right. So Frank Ocean's an artist I've never listened to. Um, I've never, I mean, I think I heard one of his songs in passing or maybe in the background. Yeah. Uh, his 2016 album, Blonde, starts out with a track called Nikes. Mm. Okay. I was turned off right away. Are you serious? The vocal effect on this record is this helium thing, and it makes several more appearances on the record. 
or at least something similar. Yeah. The not all of the vocal effects are bad, but all these ones that are pitch shifting and and are are terrible and silly. <laughs> How dare you? They're silly. So silly goose time as Brando says. Yeah, okay. So <clears throat> the in, if I were Frank, I think Nike's is a litmus test mm-hmm. for 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 listeners. Mm-hmm. If you can get with if on first listen it is a little jaunting i'll give you that if i were doing the record i may have put it later on but it starts it's so beautiful when i first listened to this record and this song started i thought i'd gotten a bad copy because for a long time this wasn't on spotify or anything okay so you had to search for youtube and they kept taking it down so one of the things they do when they upload to youtube to not get copyright stricken is to pitch pitch shift but then I got the real record and was like, oh, this is amazing. I love it. It's perfect. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so it was terrible. Um, the song Ivy is the first song that really introduces us to the cool guitar vibes that are layered okay. all throughout this record. I was pleasantly surprised by this. The, by the guitar the stuff. The guitar stuff. It was cool. There's long moments through this whole record where there are no drums or percussion at all. Yeah. And it's an interesting choice for an R and B record for sure. I mean, I guess it's R and B. I don't know what, what does this fall into? It's, See, I it's love sort that. of like a cool, honestly, it's like a fusion weird record. I mean, interesting choice, but I really missed them. I, I wish there would have, Oh, been you more. missed the drums. Yeah. I okay. wish there would have been more sometimes not giving the listener what they want. I think can be interesting. Yeah. For me, this record, it was annoying. Okay. I was not. So how dare you? Um, <laughs> But but I think you touched on something important already, mm-hmm. is that this is not just another R&B record. Frank yeah. was kind of at the forefront of the alternative R&B movement. Yeah. And while I would say that Frank's voice, it's angelic, and it does fit more into R&B mold or a pop mold than anything else, I definitely would not call Frank Ocean, just strictly R&B. I might call him just alternative pop music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I th- I don't know. I, I never really knew when I was hearing his voice. Okay. What do you mean by that? I mean, there were a lot. There was, and maybe I'm wrong. There were times where it sounded like a completely different person singing. Is Were there guests on this record? Oh, yeah. I mean, he had, let's see, Andre 3000 okay. from Outkast was here. Beyonce. Yeah. Young lean i heard her in the background kim burrell um and then you know there, there's tons of collaborators like did you know that james blake collaborated on this do you know who that is no I, yeah i do but okay. i was i'm not surprised to hear that because um, i bet you i can even name the song oh you probably can pharrell williams yeah uh rostam batmanjali <laughs> which is a weird name but he's in vampire weekend uh and his brother did the music for this show called the oa Oh yeah. So who's did ba- Rostam Batmanjali? Okay. If Batman's in your last name, you're the coolest person. Alive. By the way, let's also point this out because I had to. Fu- I was looking at who wrote some songs and mm-hmm. and I didn't realize Frank Ocean's name isn't actually Frank Ocean. And then when I was searching his his real name or whatever he was as the writer, I found out his brother passed away. Okay. Did you see this? No. His brother died in a car wreck this in August. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. That's so, sad. Yeah, I'm sorry, super Frank. Sad. Anyway, all right, I'm going to move along. (laughs) Did you also know that Johnny Greenwood, the worst guitar player in the world, the best guitar? How dare you? (laughs) Uh, Johnny Greenwood uh, did the strings for uh, track number 15 on this record. Thank you, Wikipedia. I'm not surprised. What song was that? 
the fifteenth one. <laughs> <laughs> In order, uh, it would be let's see, uh, Siegfried. Oh, okay, great song. Okay, all right. So the next song is Pink and White. Oh, great song! It's the best song on the record. It's not the best song on the record, but it's it's a darn good song. It's the best song. The groove's cool, vocals smooth and I thought and so I kept my promise from last episode by the way yeah I, I, I listened in headphones I listened actually I took it outside and listened on my deck in the, at, at night yeah the cool breezes what were you wearing uh, I don't want to say okay uh, <laughs> I have a very private backyard anyway man uh, I thought that this song felt like a sunny day okay or this, a sunset <clears throat> either one either scenario works for me I would say this is the most uh, there's one other one, but there's two really accessible songs on this record, mm-hmm. and that's one. So, like, if you're a little artistically challenged, that's that's you're you're gonna like these two. These two are the most stock sounding. So artistically challenged. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing about what you just said. People do that to cover up the fact that they're pretending to like shitty music. No. Anyway. Oh, how dare you? No, it's just you got to like, you know, stuff that challenges you every once in a while. The cool guitar works back on this song. It is. Pink and white. It's really cool. Now, here's the thing. There are several songs on this record that I would call non-songs. Oh, fair. Like Be Yourself. Which one's that? It's a voicemail from someone's oh, yeah, mom. Oh, yeah. Whose mom is this? It's not his mom. It's a friend's mom. She makes excellent points in it, but I think she Frank does. was making fun of it. By Don't including smoke it. marijuana. <laughs> Stay away from drugs. Yeah, because everybody does it, so be yourself. That's blah, right. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it's whatever. Um, I, we shouldn't have had these songs. Skits? Let's yes, call them skits or sketches. This record was too long. Oh, and because of it, they could have dropped those songs off and made it. it they could have. Okay, I'll give you that. Like, I'm not a big fan of skits in music. Yeah. Um, Nostalgia Ultra had these as well. I only want to hear it if it's Adam Sandler. Or, yeah, or your stupid Blink-182 songs that are like, I like to fart, and then it's over. <laughs> right? Is that fair? Okay. Uh, your mom's really hot. I like butts. <laughs> and that's, that's a Blink-182 song. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, 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 fair. Fair, 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 fair. Okay. Solo. Fun song. Great song. Cool lyrically. The gospel sounding organ is a lot of fun. It's got my favorite vocal run on that song. Do it. I cannot <laughs> and will not. But in the song uh, Solo, he does this run that's impeccable. It's it's great. Check the song out. Uh, good guy. He's this a is a good guy. Filler song. It sure, it's, it's a, a filler song. He probably recorded it on his iPhone through GarageBand and just put it right on the record. So, so that shows how little you know about Frank. Uh-huh. Okay, Frank Ocean. His recording process goes like this: He goes in, records, and it sounds like angels beaming from heaven. But he's not happy with it. What instrument so, does he play? Um, he plays all kinds. I'm sure. I'm I'm not sure of that, but I know vocally. He uh, he's a perfectionist. So what he will do is he'll record something, work on it, work on it, work on it, work on it, work on it. Like he'll do a vocal twenty times when one would have sufficed. But because he's a perfectionist, sure would have. Jeffrey <laughs> Allen, um, yeah. So I hear what you're saying, and you're wrong. Okay, go ahead. 
All right. The next song, White Ferrari. Oh, great song. This must be the James Blake song. White Ferrari. He probably helped on this song for okay. sure. It's one of my favorites on the record. It It's like, honestly, I Googled to see if Justin Vernon sang on this, but he, did, he didn't. No. It sounds Bon Iver. Oh, that's a huge compliment. It is. Yeah. It's a good song. All right. I'm going to wrap it up, though. Oh, no. I, I'm not going to go with more... I don't know. I don't, I don't have any more comments on the song. Uh-oh. Except for this. <clears throat> uh, I think there's a thing in hip-hop, pop hip-hop, that I don't know about because I'm not a huge hip-hop fan. Okay. So can we can we spend some time there? Yeah. Before you're about to say what you're about to say? Sure. Okay. When you say you're not a big hip-hop fan, mm-hmm. how often would you listen to hip-hop? How often do you listen to hip-hop? Almost never. Who is your favorite hip-hop artist? I... I like old hip hop. I like old, okay. old heads. That's what I was about to get into. Yeah. I like Tupac. I like Snoop. I like old heads. Do you like Notorious B.I.G.? Not really. He's okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. audience. I'd rather hear Puff Daddy. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to slash your tires <laughs> and I, I'm saying this as a threat on live air. <laughs> And there's going to be accountability, but I'm going to do it. Um, Notorious B.I.G. is amazing. But I just think that that's a great filter for our people to hear what you're about to say through. <laughs> go ahead. No, I was going to ask a question. Okay, go ahead. There's this new thing I don't like, and I want to know if it's if it's a thing that's all over hip-hop now. Because I feel like I've heard it in some modern hip-hop. Beat switches. No, like a sing-songy rap. Yes. And they always done that. And it has always done that. Like they add some more syllables in there that need to be there. So what I've heard a lot of people do this. I've heard like a lot of local hip hop artists in St. Louis try to do this too. Yeah. So yes and no. I mean, it's certainly not trap music that is very sing songy because Mm -hmm. they don't know how to rap or be an artist. Um, Most, most trap music is terrible. Migos, uh, Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Yachty, all that stuff is awful trash. However, I mean, think about Usher. You know, so he did that singing songy stuff too. Yeah. But I do think, so Frank actually can rap. He's yeah. great. He's, he makes features on like Drake records. Um, he's fantastic. He has been on Kanye. Um, and it's it's just it just goes to show now this is Frank Ocean's first proper like again I don't know if Nostalgia Ultra is a mixtape or whatever or if they consider that his first record but for a new artist and Frank Ocean started off as a songwriter for other artists mm-hmm. and then he gets Beyonce to come like do background vocals yeah if you're in the in the genre people knew how special and know how special Frank Ocean is I mean Frank Ocean has one of the sad truths that he got beat up by Chris Brown, just like Rihanna (laughs) and Chris Brown is still an artist for some reason. Um, I hope Chris Brown, if you're listening to this, you're a real jerk. Okay. I don't care what anybody else says about you. I don't like you. And I refuse to listen to your music. The only song I know by him is that one where they did that wedding video down the. Oh yeah. What a terrible song. Yeah. What an awful song. One, two, three, four. I hit Rihanna. I hit Frank Ocean. Um, he's a terrible trash. Human. Who would have ever thought he could beat anyone up? 
But Jesus has redemption. I have to say that. Um, so here's the thing. Yes, Frank does that sing-songy uh, hip-hop thing mm-hmm. because he's transcendental. Because he is, he transcends any one genre. And I don't know that he invented that for sure. But I do think that his take on it was different and has since influenced other artists who came after. So... <clears throat> Um, I didn't even touch the lyrics on this because I think that I don't think I'm, I don't think I understand them in a, in a real way, like in a real way. Like, I don't think culturally I can, like, I thought they were silly. I'm going to be honest. Like I thought they were silly, but it's probably because I didn't get it because I'm not in, in the culture. Okay. And because I don't know, I just seems, seems really weird to say like rest in peace, Trayvon, and then talk something about like extreme sex stuff <laughs> it's weird on the same <laughs> song it's the reality There's of a, a young quote. black man living which you know so well <laughs> that's a <laughs> amen I that's just, why i'm not commenting no, on it. sure i don't know it so i mean it came off weird to me sure. i don't want to get canceled though because i'm don't know yeah no um there was a really cool song i can't remember which one it was that talked about um kind of his like katrina um Hurricane Katrina in it. Okay. And having to flee from New Orleans. Okay. Can't remember which one it was. Interesting song. Look it up. It's great. Uh, Ultimately, okay, I'm going to break it down. Here we go. Ultimately, I thought this was a very, there were a lot of very good moments on this record. I have a lot of respect for Frank's (laughs) artistry. I do. (laughs) I know what's coming. Let's do it. Hip hop has a lot of other genres. uh, this, This has a lot of other genres beat. Yeah, in, like uh, the way they do collaborations. Okay, like I think that hip hop does collaborating so much better than anybody else. Could not agree more. Um, Blonde has a lot of great collabs. I like that. There's not a ton of Frank Ocean featuring so and so. Like yeah. I like that they just left that off. They didn't need to put that on like okay. the titles. I think that's cool. It's a cool move. But at the end of the day, while I respect this record, I have to give it a just okay. Which is essentially a three and a half star review of Fear Rolling Stone. Yeah. But they gave it a four star. They did. Out of how many? Five. They gave it four out of five. Yeah. Okay. They missed one. <laughs> um, so this is what I'll say about that rating. I think it's fair given what you are into personally. Mm-hmm. I think that you broke down the record as fairly as you could from an outside perspective who doesn't value art or love or laughter in their life. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I actually respect that, that, that grade. It's higher than what I thought you were yeah. going to give it. My hope is that everyone I show this record to, and I've shown it to many people, that they will get it. But I didn't get it initially. It took me, like the first time I listened to it, I was like, that was good, but it's nothing remarkable. And then on second listen, I was like, something is happening in my soul. Mm-hmm. And on third listen, I was praising the Lord Jesus Christ for allowing me to live at the same time Frank Ocean lived. Um, lives. He's not dead, uh, even though he's promised like more music and we haven't gotten any. So He did the same thing between this one and his last record, though, too. He like just disappeared for four years. Oh, yeah, but it's been longer than that. Now, he's, he's released a few records. He's released um, Kayendo. April something, um, and then DHL. Um, so we've gotten three C- DHL, mm-hmm, like the shipping company. Uh, yeah, 
Um, and Why would he call it that? <laughs> Frank is out living his life. Here's my record. FedEx. Hey, quicker than FedEx, never need an Apex. Uh, Bloodhound Gang. Um, <laughs> so Frank Ocean, I, I still think... I'm sad that I, I introduced you to this record so early in on this podcast <laughs> that I don't ever get to talk about my favorite record and gush about how beautiful it is. But if you're out there and you are into hip hop at all, number one, you've probably already heard this record. If you're into alternative music or R&B or honestly, like this record is so important because it's a young black male in, in this day and age uh, who is also a part of the LGBTQ movement. Can we mention that both records today are yeah. by artists in the LGBTQ community? They are. And that's great. Is, yeah. I love that. And we didn't do that on purpose. No. So that's, uh, that's awesome that uh, how we, we are so woke. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm so woke. Shout out to electro dinosaur <laughs> and our buddies, Justin. Yes. Um, but this record is, it, I, I just, if you'll spend the time with it, not you, um, Jeff, <laughs> but if you'll out there, if you'll spend the time with it, I really think it's something special. And um, even like, even though Jeff, it's not for Jeff necessarily, it's just okay for Jeff. And even though I didn't like the Tegan and Sarah record, like these are just like our opinions, man. <laughs> you know, I, I hope that you've listened to the record. I hope that you will share what you think. If you're a team, Jeff, hashtag team, Jeff, your team Brando, hashtag team Brando. And if everyone wins, hashtag everyone wins. Um, if you liked both. I'm going to get our buddy Dave to listen to this and be on my team. Dave Merrill? Yeah. Um, I can't believe I mentioned him by name on this podcast. I was trying to keep it holy. And then he came up. Um, he's going to be. He's going to be yeah. on team Jeff for this. So we hope that you will contact us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we have a Facebook page. We hope you'll like that. Uh, we have an Instagram page that we hope that you will friend and interact with us. Um, we've got a lot to say, and we've got big opinions, uh, of course. So for next week, Jeff, I have selected a record for you that, and audience, I hope that you will uh, engage with us. So for next week, I want you to listen to the record. The Suburbs by Arcade Fire. Okay. And for next week, I want you to listen to the record. Oh, take off your pants and jacket. Okay. Can you spell that for our audience so they don't think you're... Take off your pants and your jacket that you wear. J-A-C-K-E-T. Okay. By Blink-182. And of course, they would put uh, an inappropriate pun in their song because they have songs like... Because they're hilarious. Dave's fart smell bad in the song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have heard songs off Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, but I have not listened to the whole record in its experience, in like one experience ever in my life. You're going to. Oh, I can't wait. And I, I have so many stories. I had a roommate from <laughs> Portugal who would sing inappropriate Blink-22 songs at my conservative Christian college. Oh, that's funny. At the top of his lungs and it was amazing um but so that's it so next week i want you out there to listen to the album the suburbs by arcade fire and then i want you to listen to the album take off your pants and jacket like coat uh by blink 182 and then i cannot wait to see what you say anything else from you jeff no that's it for me so thank you for listening and we can't wait to see you out there on the interweb
Blonde is overrated.